Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show, and I'm excited to welcome the program from Selena, Natasha Perez. Natasha, what's up? How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are yeah, you no, and your audience? <laughs> pretty well, considering the number of interviews you had to do today, right? When you do those tours, they're crazy, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> it's intense. You're asked the same question over and over and over again, right? Uh, hopefully I have it down, but for now, <laughs> like by now, do it's you like-, like that. Or do you, would you rather, do you like to be thrown off sometimes with questions? Um, well, for this one, uh, we try not to be thrown off, but um, I, I used to be a radio host and a TV host. So um, in, a, in a past life. So I, 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 I like it. I think it's, it's fun. Uh, it's, it's actually fun to be on the other side because I used to be, you know, I used to host for um, could be a correspondent for Sony Entertainment Television. I used to be a radio show host for Y107 here in Los Angeles for the morning show. Okay. So uh, it, it was like fascinating because I remember that we used to have celebrities we had JLo, Jimmy Smith and different people. And it's like, oh, I didn't even, it didn't dawn on me that they've been doing like this all morning. And oh, now so that I'm on the- JLo. So who's your biggest celebrities you've interviewed? Um, well, we had JLo on the show, but I didn't get to interview her. Um, who's the biggest? I'd say Pavarotti before he died. Wow. And yeah. so too bad is that you don't you wish it was your podcast. That's why I said, are you going to do a podcast? <laughs> don't you wish it was your podcast, not where- they own the rights. I'm sure you can't find that interview, can you? Yeah, no, I can't. I, I think I have for when I did like Sony Entertainment Television, I have uh, James Bel- Jim Belushi. I have Bunny Hunt. I had Sack Broth. I have uh, the cast. Um, ah, um, ah, Wil- Wilmer Valderrama. I have a couple of like uh, so the, one of Wayne Brothers. What was your show called in Sony Entertainment? Um, well, we have music news and we have, uh, oh gosh, I, I did three <laughs> shows for them. So I'm blanking out on the one Estilo Sony, Sony okay. style, because it was uh, Sony Entertainment Latin America. Oh, that's also okay. Interesting. So, yeah. I, so, but, so I see you coming back and monetizing this, even if you're acting, I see you be, doing your own podcast someday. And I just asked that question because I ask everyone, do you have a podcast? <laughs> Because of the epins of becoming club, being part of Clubhouse, and I'm a Club Pod leader, which is uh, the largest podcasting club on Clubhouse and second largest club in all of Clubhouse, 59,000 members. I host rooms in Clubhouse for Club Pod. And I ask everyone, hey, do you have a podcast? Everyone to go around, do you have a podcast? Because it's such a great opportunity because it's evergreen compared to YouTube where it's not. And if you have great talent and as good as you are, you can provide a good thing and you think, oh, it's too much work. It isn't. Just push record. They have micro podcasts now, by the way, as well. Did you know that? Well, I would, oh. I would, I would ask you after the show, like a little bit of details about that. That sounds fascinating. I love radio. I'd like, I, I grew up like doing radio and I, I do I voiceovers. That's what yeah. I do yeah. for the most part of my day. So um, it's, yeah, we'll talk it, Selena it, and then talk uh, because I have to finish up quick and then maybe I'll just get your number and we'll go from there. But I'd love sure. to talk to you about those things. I'd love to get you on fireside as well. Cause I'm a fireside creator that's created by Mark Cuban. And it's basically like clubhouse, except you have an audience that does reactions and everything. And it's more curious for the podcaster so you oh. have the podcast on the fireside then i recruit you in there and they'll be like and then you just create whatever you want to create you don't have to produce or anything sound quality is a thousand times better in clubhouse and it becomes a podcast when you're done so it's recorded this segment has been brought to you by no i want to know but mark cuban's <laughs> got to write the check cuban, i told mark come on mark 
<laughs> creators next week, meaning sure. they're going to help me build my creative thing even more. So I came from Clubhouse, got recruited to Fireside, and now I'm recruiting everyone to Fireside. Clubhouse, you, you didn't hear that Clubhouse, right? Because I love you so much, Clubhouse, because Clubhouse made me a lot of money. Trust me, <laughs> because Clubhouse is the best. Social audio has changed my life. That's what I just wanted to bring all that, but your podcast. But let's jump to Selena and talk sure. about this because I have to binge watch it now. And so uh-huh. when you first found out you were going to be part of the show, because season okay. one, you were not in season one at all, right? Or just a little bit. I was, I'm like on the last episode as a, okay, you know, so, a so little appetizer of what's about to come. Yeah, exactly. So the point is when you auditioned for it, how familiar were you with Selena? The story? Not, th- not that much. I mean, I, I, I knew about her death and, but because Selena wasn't super big in Venezuela, which is where I'm from. I didn't get to hear that much, but you know, I've, I've been in the, in the States for a while and it's uh, like in LA for a while and uh, in Florida. <laughs> and then you, like, I understood after I like researched her and I became part of, of the show, like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I know these songs, these songs are part of like in every wedding. It like, they yeah, play, yeah. get played on the radio. I'm like, Oh, it's just like it dawned on me, like how huge and how important she is for the, for the Latin community, especially for the South part of the United States and the Northern part of Mexico. There was a movie before the Netflix series, right? Yes. And I actually got to uh, see it again um, yesterday. Okay. And so that that gives you a good catch up. That's another one. Is that on Netflix or where did you watch the movie? No, they they had an event uh, uh, here in Los Angeles. It was a rooftop. It's like one of those. It's kind of like, you know, like the drive in, like where there's like a lot of space and the rooftop and stuff. And it was a silent one. So we get to have our headphones and watch. um, And so they invited the cast uh, of the Netflix show and and some of us went. Uh, So it was it was a lot of fun. It was beautiful. And, and, you know, I decided not to watch uh, the other ladies that I had portrayed as my my character yeah. uh, in the past. Cause I didn't, I think that it's like a painting and I wanted just to paint with my own colors. Right, uh, I didn't want to get the, the season two's film. You can watch it. Then. Yes. And I want to get to, com- get to compare, like, what did they so do? Compare. Compare notes. Did you answer these kind of questions? Were these kind of questions in your other interviews you did in your tour or really going into different stuff? Did oh, anyone okay. ask you the questions about what we've been talking about Selena so far? Just wondering, always love getting feedback. See, this is the problem. Part of social audio is a different way of interviewing now. I'm thinking what my audience is thinking, not just us. Isn't that weird? It's yeah, no, no, no. I get, I get to. It's all about uh, crowd, crowd, everything, crowd yeah, science, crowd media, science, everything. So, based on that, what was your comparison? Do you think you play a better person as your character? So, tell us a bit about your character. And- oh, no, it's not about better. Come on, Lupe on Tevedos is like she's amazing. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it's just that we we made different choices. Um, I. I, Lupe was Lupe and I, I think that what I what I try to do because the show concentrates on the life of Selena and celebrating the music legacy and the art, artistic exactly. legacy of Selena um, and, and, and my job is try to help that story so my job is to, what my task was trying to to be as faithful as as the to to the lady that we saw uh, on, on the news 
So I like study that those things, and I try to prep the character to get as close, like my my voice, for example. Like she speaks like this, so my character was most of the time here. Um, wow, and, okay. and uh, you know, I, I I ended up putting up a little a little weight for this. I ended up losing actually like thirty four pounds at the end of the show. Um, uh, what else did I do? Like her walk, the, the preparation was like trying to embody her as much as I could. That's being a dedicated character. Now you have to keep, like you said, you had to lose the weight after. Oh my gosh. So that could be, so what, and so you're a dedicated actress then for sure. Right? Well, I'm, I'm, a method, I'm a method actress, but on top of that, I'm also a comedian. So, and, and I was studying like uh, clown before, before this, and I, you know, been studying a lot of, how, how do I put this up? Uh, so with Strasbourg, which is the method, what I study the most, uh, I also study a bit of Grotowski, which is a, a Polish-Russian way of, of studying. It's mainly you study a character, you prepare a character from the inside out, as in like, you know, you study the biography, the, the history, the psychological aspect of a character, and then you paint it from the outside. Whereas with comedy and more like the British approach of, of, of uh, exactly. character creation is from the outside in. So um, because of the pandemic, like I started from the inside out, but I had the chance to paint the character uh, like with a lot more depth from the outside in. So I got to use both approaches, which was fascinating. I wish I wish I have the time because television usually moves a lot faster than right, film. Right. With films, you have months to prepare and you have rehearsal, but television is like now. So um, so usually I was like, damn, the, the, uh, the challenge was to be able to do this with the few days that I had, that I had, you know, to, to do the show, but then the lockdown happened and, and right. we were in hiatus for a few months and I'm like, Hmm, instead of watching a lot of TV, I just like hump on like virtual archives on the, on the library and try to research as much as I could from like publications from the time. I mean, the luxuries that we have now with technology right. is like insane. So I was like, I was able to connect with my clowning teacher, for example, he was the casting director from this, from the Cirque du Soleil. And it just so happened that, you know, unfortunately the Cirque du Soleil stopped, um, closed and so he had time in his hands to be able to help me out so i'm like okay let's analyze this character how does she move how does she do it and like my singing teacher she's um she's one of the former singers from the supreme uh and oh, wow. uh, deborah sharp so she's like okay how do i keep my instrument instead of being here where i'm usually you know in in terms of my voice so how can i be here for eight months and I, i'm able to keep it without like ending up like with a horse throat so i mean it, it there were some luxuries that I was able voice to voiceover artists. So that helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> and then the other thing that I did is like, I prepped the character with a Southern accent and, uh, and in the end they decided to like go for more like a neutral to homogenize the character, the, the, the cast. So hey, I'm like, oh, the sorry. Southern <laughs> soft voice. The Southern soft voice. Oh, the, the Southern. Uh, oh, what was the, the word that I was struggling the most? Uh, because, you know, the, the typical like that, you all and stuff, because he's from Corpus. So on top of having of trying to have the 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 southern thing is like southern with the Hispanic touch. So it, it was a challenge, but uh, we didn't get to hear that. <laughs> okay. um, so basically your character, tell us who your character is. You've kind of a little bit, but not completely explained it. 
Well, for those who are not familiar with the the story of Selena, Selena is a Tejano singer um, who was huge in the 90s. She sang mostly in Spanish, and which is funny because she didn't even speak Spanish at the beginning of her journey. Um, But she was able to cross over into into the general market at the time, like Laura Stefan was doing that and and she won Grammys and she developed like a line of perfumes and clothing. So she became huge. Um, and then t- about two or three years before her, um, uh, before <laughs> we got to hear the sad news of her death, yes. she started the uh, a lady who was a fan of hers uh, offer her help to form a fan club. And she became the president of her fan club. And she then became her personal assistant and then her business manager in her boutiques. And unfortunately, she's also the one responsible for her death. The name of this uh, person is Yolanda Saldivar. Yolanda Saldivar. And that's the character that I portray in the Netflix show Selena the series. Oh wow. That just dropped on oh, Netflix this Tuesday. Gracious. Without <laughs> that, there's why you're on entertainment tonight and yes. all that. Oh my <laughs> goodness. See, you're taking us through that, but some people might know the story. Others make sure you ignored that. See, that's the problem when it's already out there, right? There's no spoiling a series that it really happened. Like if you watch JFK, you know JFK dies at the end, right? Correct. If you yeah. watch and people things- know this. People know this about this show. Like I'm not spoiling any any news. No, exactly, but wow. You, yeah, so I'm the, you- I'm, the, I'm the villain. I, I portrayed the villain of the show. This is so cool. I can't wait. I'm going to be binge watching it. I'm telling you, that's going to be this weekend. No more. I'm going to relax do some of my client work while watching Netflix, Selena. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think it's, that's awesome. And I think that um, in in that process of getting to be that, have you ever been a villain before? Have you ever been the heel? See, I'm a former professional wrestler. You see, there's so much of me as well as a character. And I was most, I was either a bad guy or a good guy. How did you prepare to be the heel that everyone's going to hate at the end? And yet you still, and you know, people sometimes don't take reality from realness and then they see the character and know who really the person is. How did you prepare yourself to be a bad guy? Have you ever been a bad guy? Have you ever been the villain before? Yeah. A couple of years ago, I played a villain for this uh, Amazon film. It was like a road trip with uh, um, Kurt Fuller and uh, Margolis. It's like, it's, it's a road trip, but it's a comedy. So I got to play a villain, but it's more like a what, kind of villain, what, what, right? What, what show was that in Amazon? Was Amazon Prime? The name, the name of the film. It's a film. It's called Baja. Baja. Okay. okay. Baja. Um, so, but, and it was a fun film that was funny enough. It was shot in Baja, California, which is where Selena was shot. So I'm like, oh, twice the two times that I play a, a, a villain, villainous character is in, in, in Mexico. Right. So that was kind of fun. Um, and I did play in theater, the villain once. And I did not like it. I was a teenager and um, it was a story about uh, a couple of friends uh, and the, the, the main girl of the show came out as gay and I was her best friend and I rejected her. Oh my God. And it was a short lived play and it, 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 it was only short, uh, shown three times. And every time, like the, the day that we uh, premiere the show, um, like everybody 
like started looking at me and I could feel the vibes, like the hate looks from the audience. And when we were like, you know, about to leave the theater, I was like crying and the director was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, people hate me. I hate this. I don't like this. I mean, it's like, they, they hate what I did. I'm just like, no, you did an awesome job. And the reason why they're hating you is because you did a good job. I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> good so i it's funny because i ended up like i don't want to play villains anymore but now like i'm i mean now i'm a grown-up and it's a different thing because it's it's not about me you know it's about telling a story and it is exciting to be able to portray someone totally different than you i mean i'm five seven this lady is five one um like she has like short like uh, you know curly hair i actually these curls are not mine i mean i curl them (laughs) my hair is like long and very like straight so right right i I feel like we're very different so um i wasn't even being recognized by the the, by the by the director by the crew when i wasn't in costume so i i'm not that i was very apprehensive at the beginning but then when i saw the you know they eliminated my eyebrows they they aged me like there was so yeah doing that stuff because i think we're going to stay friends so i think that's not (laughs) i don't think this has ended where our last conversation to say the least especially when i brought up things but it's funny i was interviewing i did a topic today can we multitask and that was a topic on fireside someone came up and then i started talking about who i'm interviewing today i had manny cabo who was on the voice and then you and then I mentioned you and I said, I don't know who it is because I know it's I know uh, our publicist. Well, I said, oh, you know, she's pretty big, but I don't know. I mean, I like, you know, I had certain celebrities on yesterday. I had Jim Lairitz, the uh, for podcast magazine and the other. And I was promoting, oh, well, today I have Manny Cabo who's a good friend of mine from Clubhouse that was on The Voice. And then I said, also, I have someone else, but I think she's pretty big. Now I'm feeling stupid because they're like, wow, you're interviewing her. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Well, I, I was mainly known for uh, playing Matilda and Curb Your Enthusiasm. So if you're a, if you're um, a comedy fan, so so maybe maybe you would be like ah that into that. No, um, yeah. Who were you opposite in the, in, as a guest starring role too? You did. Who was um, that? Um, uh, uh, well, I am, I'm actually opposite Larry David. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I have six scenes with him, and then with Jeff and with Susie. Um, so. Well, Oh, so I work, I work with Susie and with Jeff in the show. And then I end up working that? with Larry. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Where's that on? Uh, on HBO. Oh, I don't get HBO. So. Oh, no, because you're missing. The other thing that got released last year, um, I played a teenager who turns into a werewolf on Room 104, you know, the Duplass Brothers show. Um, oh, and <laughs> I started on that show and it was like, um, uh, I started on, on uh, the only animated episode they had uh, of that show. Um, so it's in the last season because mm, they are no longer doing the show, but it's, it's like almost second to last episode and it was so much fun to do so that's cool larry dave that's gotta be really cool don't you yes oh my god yeah i had the chance to do because i I used to do shows at the groundlings because my my comedic mentor is was the founder of the groundlings so i used to be part of like the founders troupe so we used to do shows at uh, the groundlings over there all the time you gotta be a seinfeld fan then right Oh, certainly. But the, the thing is, like, I, I got to do a couple of shows, actually three shows with Jason Alexander. And I was like, pinch oh, me, pinch wanna, me. Like doing so doing doing improv. Oh, you know what's funny? Um, so I we're, 
I didn't know that he spoke Spanish. Um, and I, I come out of the show. I'm like, I were running out of milk. And he came out and he started doing like the most fantastic Mexican accent. Yeah. I was like cracking up. It's like, Jason is not an improviser, but he's an amazing comedian. And he was like, I mean, he's so good. So I was like, pinch me. Like, I couldn't believe that. And then when they told me that I was going to audition for Larry David, I was like, just auditioning for for him is like the peak of my career. Oh yeah, because as a comedian, that's your deal, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really my deal. <laughs> so in the audition, I was like, um, I was like begging him something like, no, no, Mister Larry, no. So I like I kneeled down and I started pulling his pants and like he's grabbing his pants with his hands and I'm like grabbing his hands and then I realized like you know Natasha the actress was like, I was pulling Larry David's pants and I'm like. Oh my God, Mr. Larry, I am so sorry, Mr. Larry. And he started cracking up and I'm like, oh, I made Larry David cry. I just, I, oh, that was awesome. like, okay, if I don't book this show, I don't care. Like this, I, I made him laugh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and then I ended up booking the show. So I really, that I love that experience. It was great to work with them. Like, okay, favorite Seinfelds, because I'm thinking of what the audience, if we were doing social audio right now. Yes. Favorite audience, favorite Seinfeld. I mean, people I've interviewed from Seinfeld. Okay. Soup Nazi I've interviewed. I've interviewed the guy that says, you not going to wear the yellow ribbon? That guy, he's been in many different shows. You know which one that is where, where they were doing the AIDS march with Kramer and Kramer wouldn't wear the yellow ribbon? I mean, I've watched the show like three I'm times, but I don't. So you're, you're not a Seinfeld fan? Okay. I'm a super Seinfeld fan. I'm telling you, I've seen he it like three the times. Ribbon with the AIDS one. And he would not wear the ribbon. He's, he's, he's been I remember in the Rafa one, he's in a show and he would not wear the yellow ribbon. And what, what would the, what did the yellow so they ribbon were marching for AIDS and it was a bunch of people. And the guy that said, and he said he, they were going to get him and they chase after him. That, um, okay. So, and then I also, sponge, the guy, also the guy I've interviewed too. That's a comedian. Um, he's also a, he's actor and he was in the, what's the show? Oh my gosh. It's really well known. Gilmore girls. And he's oh, like yeah. the big one, uh, the one that has the. Uh, see, I'm terrible with names. Uh, I hear of- you, but I used to improvise with uh, Kieko, who who is the the Asian drummer that um, okay. that from the Gilmore Girls. I love her; she's so good and she's so funny. No, it's the guy <laughs> who had the who had the um, diner. That's the guy I interviewed. The oh, book. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So those are three people in Seinfeld. Uh, also, oh my gosh, what am I thinking? What, Mister? The guy, the greatest person, Elaine. I always interview him for the NBC all the time for um, the dog show. Mm. So, um, you know, who I'm thinking about. See, this is what I don't care. This is the kind of thing, but I was just, that's what I think about when Seinfeld. So I've had those Seinfeld last moments, but I've never interviewed the major ones. I want the major ones so bad. And it's sure. very hard. It's what, maybe when you know we get back to normal and I could get on red carpets, I'll meet all of them. Well, never that happens again, right? Because it's not easy. They're so busy. But the only way you get any of the top three in Seinfeld, wouldn't you agree? They'd probably be on a red carpet versus doing a, a podcast or radio show, a TV show. They only do the big ones. That's it. Sure. Sure. But you never know. If you would have told me I'd be interviewing Carol Baskin yesterday for an hour, I would have told you you're crazy. Okay. So, so for <laughs> Selena, I can't wait. Netflix, your character, you're the villain. I yeah. love being the villain. Cannot wait to watch it. So that so those are the projects. Anything else going on with you right now? You're a voiceover artist too. Do you have any other projects? 
Um, yes, I am recording my album. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it and it was supposed to, uh, be ready this month, but is not yet. <laughs> so, but people can, um, expect to, to hear my music. I mean, people can hear some of my music, but not, not, in, it's, it's not anywhere in social media, but if you go to Anaraj, Uh, the show, I have like one song in Entourage. If you go to Amazon Sneaky Pete on the last you season. A, you, you, your, your, your music was on Entourage. My music was on Entourage. My music was in a I show. I love called Entourage. Sneaky. That's that one of my favorite shows. I don't know why. I love it. it it wasn't a show called Sneaky Pete. Okay, is, I know It is like in a show called The District, in a show called Johnny Zero. So I've been super lucky, it has nothing to do with the world of acting, but because of voiceover, I had to do a lot of session singing for producers and music supervisors and stuff. So um, when they were looking for music, it's like, do you happen to have it? I'm like, yeah, I have this song and I have this song. So um, they have landed on, on, on TV shows and stuff like that. So I'm looking to do, looking forward to do more uh, musical collaborations, which is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> John O'Hurley, John O'Hurley. That's what I'm going to be. Ah, there you go. Just like been on your head, like, what was his name? <laughs> exactly. All right. So best place to connect with you social media wise, where can we go? Yes. Uh, you can go to my website, Natasha, uh, to see what I'm up to. You can go to the Natasha Perez on, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And as I said, I'm not super active on Twitter, but like hit me up and I'll start being more active in it. Um, um, and oh, where are you on clubhouse? People are starting to find, Are you like, where, where, what's your thing? On I believe, I believe it's the Natasha Perez. I try to use that. Um, wait, Let's get I... you some followers. So when you do jump on, they'll jump in with you. Well, ah, my phone is out. So I can't, I'm oh. almost sure that is the Natasha Perez. Okay. So okay. <laughs> it's not amazing what's happened in clubhouse and different places like that. Social audio world's changed the world. It truly has. And when pay Facebook launches it and LinkedIn launches it. Oh my goodness. And Instagram, you know, now Instagram, they have something like that and you turn your camera off. So there's so much competition in that industry now. Yeah. And you yes. never know who's going to be on Clubhouse. That's the thing. That's why I want you to follow me. So when you fall in a room, I'll say, hey, let's bring Natasha on stage and you promote Selena. So, okay. Well, I've, I've done that. I've done that in a couple of Latino because I left to Mexico to, to, to <laughs> do a little bit of promo on the show uh, in March. Um, so I came back about two, three weeks ago. So I, you know, when clubhouse just was released, I was on it. And a lot of people, cause, cause a lot of the Latino yeah, actors yeah. and comedians knew who I was, because I'm also a comedian. So they're, they're like, Oh, there's Selena. So they, you know, Paul felt, if you're a comedian, yes, Paul, of course. Paul's I actually, a friend of mine on clubhouse. No way. Paul comes well, to no, rooms all the time. Yeah. He's awesome. I, I actually studied with Paul Vato in, in, funny? Ve in Vegas, six to six degrees of, Paul's awesome. And I gave him some advice because he's launched his podcast on Clubhouse. Yeah. And I gave oh, him advice on his podcast. Yeah. No. So yeah, I was, I was with, uh, I studied with him and we did a workshop years ago with like Mo Collins and Rich Tellerico and like a lot of. Yeah. I only know Paul Votto from Clubhouse. So is he pretty big in the comedian world? Well, oh. he, he was especially when Matt TV came because he was one of the writers and one of the, no the actors. On, yeah. He doesn't have that in his bio. He should. <laughs> I'll But have yeah, to he when Paul jumps on my room, I'll say Paul Votto. <laughs> I'm on him all the time because I think he's interesting. But no, he didn't tell us that. I think he did. Maybe I don't think this is about. 
he's so funny he's had some <laughs> I, do, I do i do know him from that time so i i know the moat for sure so this is six degrees of natasha and our conversations today i told you you'd have a different interview than any of your other interviews so we connect you on social media you got to start a podcast a, com a comedy podcast because the most popular next to true crime is comedy did you know in downloads comedy yes comedy. i was i was actually i actually was invited to do a, um a true crime and i did a couple of things for for one of the podcasts like about maybe three years maybe four years ago um but just as an actress just to do you know voices of the this and that and i used to do characters when they were telling their stories um and it was fun but you know yeah i, I had so many other gigs that i was like i i i guess i didn't even follow up with them and i i think they're huge now i don't even remember their name but um but i haven't I'm not much of a podcast person. Like I follow Joe Rogan and I follow David Asprey. Um, and the biggest, but I think that there's no, I, I don't have time to listen to podcasts either. And I do, cause I'm, I'm a radio show. I mean, you're going to be on TV now, uh, locally in Pittsburgh and on YouTube, but also you're going to be on all my syndication. A lot of it's terrestrial radio, drive time radio. So I'm okay. a radio guy turned podcaster, but I'm seeing the podcasting is the future, which is okay. really but I also think social audio. I, I, I am a radio people. girl turned into a TV and music person. <laughs> but no, and you're an actress that Selena, everyone check it out. Netflix season two. You're the bad guy. We don't want to know that. And it's, it's good talking to Sasha. Great talking to you. All right. That, okay. That was the Neil Haley show. Take care guys.